Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Today on The Bell Tell... From Star Wars to Game of Thrones, we meet the Northern Irish actor who has played roles in the biggest TV and cinema franchises of all time. However, today he is best known as Joe McCool, aka Grandad Joe from the much-loved series Derry Girls. More bacon, anyone? Not a sausage? Anything at all? It's absolutely no bother. I'll have a cup of tea, so Joe. Make your own tea. Belfast? Sure, why don't you just sell away and send white slavery and be done with it? Jerry, I'll be worth some, Dad. Well, that's worse. Should they hate his kind there? My kind? Pricks. Bridget Gallagher, she's a lesbian. Bridget Gallagher, who works in the post office? I believe so. Is she not a vegetarian, Dad? Sorry, you're right. Vegetarian Bridget is. Why don't you just leave my Mary alone? Because we've been married for 17 years, Joe. We have two children. I find some dirt in you yet, boy. I've got people working on it. I'm Maureen Coleman, and today on The Bell Tale, I'm joined by Belfast actor Ian McElhenney to talk about the cultural impact of Derry Girls, that wonderful Good Friday Agreement special, and why, oh why, his character seems to hate his poor, beleaguered son-in-law, Jerry <laughs> Quinn. I'm not letting you away with that, Ian. Not well, at all. <laughs> thank you, Maureen. It's lovely to be here. Um... And poor old Tommy, it's not fair. Um, Tommy's fine. Jerry is another case altogether. <laughs> the problem with Jerry is that he managed to get into our family. And our family, I mean, I'm the patriarch and I'm surrounded by girls. And this fella somehow got through the door and I have to put up with him. But I've got to keep watching him. Oh, you know, you I know? think Jerry's actually um, one of my favourite characters. And, I mean, he's such a doting dad and, and he's such he, a good husband. So God what is the problem? Yeah, he's very long-suffering, <laughs> God bless him. He's been, he's been kind of put into that box by all of us, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean... You know, people say I give him a hard time, but look at what look at what um, uh, you know, Ma Mary and Aunt Sarah did to him in in the penultimate episode when they said, right, uh, Sarah's accidentally got herself engaged. Who's <laughs> oh, going to yeah. break it Who's off? Who's going to break Poor it old off? Jerry, off you, you know go. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How fair or otherwise is that? While Granda you know? Joe sits in the background with the Frankenstein mask yeah, on. Well, <laughs> Granda Joe would happily have told the, the wee lad where to get off, but he wouldn't have been as as uh, understanding as Jerry. You know, Granda Joe would just have said, "Come on." You're out of here, and that's that. You know? Yeah. Well, listen. I wanted to start by asking you about that. You know, brilliant Good Friday Agreement special. Yeah. So we had the double helping last week. We had the finale, yeah. and then we had the one-hour special. Now, I know myself watching it yeah. that it was 
such an emotional roller coaster. I laughed. Yeah. I cried. It really, really touched me. And obviously, uh, you know, the viewers as well. But what was it like for you filming those last few episodes and saying goodbye to Granda Joe, who's been such a big part of your life? Yeah, well, we always felt ourselves uh, that was a bit special, that that particular episode, you know, and a lovely way to kind of conclude, which is what has been an extraordinary journey. I mean, the thing about... Lisa as a writer is, I mean, it was already evident from season one, she's brilliant on endings. She's mm-hmm. really, and that's one of the hardest things to do as a writer is to know when and how and where to say that's, that's the end. And I think she's brilliant on endings, and that was a wonderful ending, not just to the episode, but to the series. And um, if ever there was a doubt that uh, should this end, is there more, I think it kind of put pay to that because it seemed such a complete full stop if you like, that it made okay. sense. It made sense to me, this is where it finishes. It's kind of come to a natural conclusion with the fact that they've left school, they're 18, they're going out into the world. The dairy, you know, the Belfast, you know, Good Friday Agreement has been signed and it pro- promises a potential whole new future mm-hmm. for all of us, you know what I mean? And then you have this almost accidental, as it happened, but lovely image, you know, as we go out of the grandfather and the granddaughter, you know, the the past and the future disappearing out the door. That was definitely one of the most beautiful Mm. and iconic images that I have taken away from the three series. Um, You know, Granda Joe skipping out hand in hand with little Anna over the threshold into into a hopeful future. What was lovely about it is the child started skipping because she started skipping. I decided, well, I'll skip with her. You know, that was just one of those chances. That was just improvising then, really. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, that, that was such, it's such an iconic image. And I, I saw that you shared that out on, on Twitter. Yeah. And so many people were liking it and, and, and sharing it as well. And I, I was going to say, I mean, you've mentioned there that you think that, you know, she ended it at the right time. Yeah. Um, you know, I do want to ask about that, obviously, because there's talk of a spin-off and there's yeah. talk of a movie. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that. Yeah. But talking then about that image that came about accidentally, yeah. your character, Joe, is was very much at the forefront, I thought, of some of the most, you know, beautiful, memorable moments from the show. Yeah. Um, you know, the season one finale, when we see him put the hand on Jerry's yeah. shoulder, you know, in a, in a very rare show of affection. Yeah. Um, the time when Joe opens the, the tin box to find the long lost yes. razor, yeah. his you know, chat with Erin about the yeah. the Good Friday Agreement. You know, what if we vote yes and it doesn't work? And he yeah. says, and what if we vote yes and it does work? Yeah. And yeah. then, like you say, that 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 lovely moment. What for you is the defining takeaway? You know, what 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 was your standout moment from all three series? It's so hard to say. I mean, uh, I love um, how uh, episode seven finished for that character. I think, you know, talking with Erin, first of all, and then that final image. I just love so many bits of it. And the exuberance of those young people is fantastic. I mean, they've done so many wonderful moments where, you know, they've been up on stage dancing or performing or whatever, and they're so in unison, they've they've worked so hard, they're so well drilled. I thought, especially in this season, we had a lot of moments like that where the five of them are up there on stage doing their thing. I mean, classic would, one of classic would obviously be the Spice Girls, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you look at it and you think, they're great. They just throw themselves into it, great energy, no fear, 
just letting themselves go. Um, I mean, it was actually, a, it's a very joyful show to be on because you have young people and older people and there's a great kind of just energy that flows through all the generations in the thing. And I think that's a big part of the appeal. I think, you know, a, a lot of people um, watching it, you know, just love the fact that it's it's so multi-generational and, uh, you know, it can embrace all of us, you know. So I feel whether you're my age or whether you're the age of, of the young ones in the show, you can just lap it up. You can just love it. Totally. I think one of Lisa's great gifts is the fact that she doesn't just entertain with yeah. the scripts. She educates as well. And there's been a lot of talk about this recently. But um, I think that it was the night of the Good Friday Agreement special and a fan in Manchester tweeted yeah. out and said, I have learned more about Northern Ireland and the Good Friday Agreement watching five minutes yeah. of Derry Girls than I did in my entire education. How, how does that make you feel? And do you think that our history and our situation here should be taught in, in schools across the water? I think, I mean, I, I think it's brilliant that it, it did that. You know, whether it should have to or not is neither here nor there. It is a very funny show because Lisa's brilliant at, at writing comedy. But it's always had a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. And um, you you feel there's a lot of tenderness in the, in, you know, in, in the relationships across the whole thing. And, 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 and it's studied, you know, it's gone into in some depth. But you also feel that there's an awful lot of information being put out there, an awful lot of education about how we lived as a society, how we lived with the fact of the troubles being in our midst for years and how we just got on with, with living and how kids, even despite that, could just be as self-absorbed as kids very often are, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought it was very, very rich and detailed in that way. And I, I did myself say, you know, this is a very, this is a wonderfully educational program without ever having a capital E in front of it, you know what I yeah, mean? yeah. Um, well, she did it without being preachy in any way. In it was, you know, she didn't compromise on the comedy yeah, aspect yeah. of it. No, but I mean, but she just knew um, how to kind of like present that society very richly and through all of these characters, how to sort of like give us a sense of the world of which we've been a part for, you know, most of our lifetimes, you know. And I certainly think for people across the water, very, very interesting, very informational, very beneficial. And perhaps they should be taught more about us because certainly I remember, you know, I, there was a time I used to live in England. People would say, what's wrong with you lot over there? Yeah. And what you want to say is, I hate to tell you, but what's wrong with us lot <laughs> over here actually has something to do with you lot back then. Because, yeah. I mean, if you look at the history of Ireland, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole political thing here, but if you look at the history of Ireland, the bottom line is way back, way back, People came here and said, oh, we can take some of this. And if necessary, we can move some of you out of here, you know. And that's what happened. And the seeds of attention uh, have been planted and have stayed there ever since. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, it's a difficult pill to swallow. And and it takes time for people to adjust to it. Uh, and... Um, and we're all, I mean, I think it's fair to say the great majority of us are so tired of the ongoing orange-green kind of conflict. But the bottom line is we have a division that was not originally necessarily of our own making. And as you say, you know, Lisa has educated people. 
I felt that as well what she has done is shown Derry people but people right across Northern Ireland in a very different light because she's shown us to be you know very resilient mm. and to be able to laugh at ourselves you know to be very strong that we have come through so much and that we can we can still laugh. I'm going back to the 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 one hour special. Were you surprised at the huge outpouring of love that there was for it, or did you expect that to be the case? To be honest, I wasn't surprised because I I, it's, I, th- I thought I think we all thought this is a beautiful episode and it's a it's an appropriate conclusion to everything. So we really thought and hoped that, that they would they would get behind that episode, and um, it seems like they did. You know. Um, I think it was a good way to send them off, which is why, you know, right now I'm sort of thinking if there is ever to be a follow-on of some kind, not yet. Why, why do you say that? Why, why not? No, is it just to do with age, ages and timing? Well, there's that, obviously. I mean, the fact is that, that, that they, quote, the young people, I mean, they're no longer kids. They've outgrown the age group that they're playing, you know, and uh, it's obviously harder as time goes on to sort of, like, give that believability. But I think the other thing is that you kind of feel when something feels very right, don't tamper with it, you know. I mean, I miss it. We'll all miss it. I mean, because we've loved, you know, everybody's loved doing it. But, I mean, this is the time to say, let that be, who knows, a year or two, there might be a different take on, you know, this is what could be done going forward. But well, I have you've got read. to remember the ages of the characters, so it's hard to know, you know. Yeah, well, I understand that in relation to the to the, the, the core, the, the youngsters. But yeah. I did read somewhere that Lisa herself had mooted the possibility of a spin-off featuring Granda Joe, mm. Jerry and <laughs> Uncle Colm. I think <laughs> that would be one hell of a spin-off. Well, what about you? Would you do it? I, have I, you, have I, you I, talked about I, it? No, we, I, we haven't talked about it at all, no. But there, there are three very interesting characters when you put them together. And certainly, you know, we had a ball when we did that one where we were looking for President Clinton. Oh, in. that was a hoot. <laughs> well, how, how did you manage to keep straight faces working with those guys? <laughs> Not easily, it has to be said, you know, but... Um, those three together could be very funny, you know. Um, totally. And there could be a lot of mileage in that. And I have also heard, I think she's, she's written it that Lisa's talked about, she lo- loved the idea of, of uh, Aunt uh, Sarah and Ma Mary sort of like forming a detective agency. Have you heard that one? Oh, that would be that, that, would, that would be good. I would love that. You see, there are so many. I would actually love a spin-off with um, Sister Michael and Father Peter as well. I think yes, I think that could be that could be another combo. one. Yeah. I mean, in a funny sort of way, where it's most difficult is with the young ones. Uh, so, I mean, Dairy Girls as was, I think you ha- we have to say, well, that is done. Well, there's mileage in reprising certain characters well that's for Lisa to decide no word of a film either then (laughs) (laughs) no listen it was talked about at one point I'm not sure that it has the same kind of credence now as it might have done several months ago but you see I I think at the moment there's so much love for it you know there's just you know the 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 critics lauded the the Good Friday Agreement special, an yeah. absolute triumph, and I'm sure you saw the huge outpouring of 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 love on social media for the yeah. the this series. I wanted to ask you, I mean, what was it like, you know, on set? Because I can imagine working with you know those 
big characters, really hilarious people like yeah. Kevin McAleer, like Tommy Tiernan, yeah. like yeah. Kathy Kira. I mean, what was it like? And well, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, everybody has a, uh, everybody is who they are, and everybody has to some degree um, a performance persona. You know, so when you see Tommy doing his stand-up, he's out there. I mean, he's like a whirling dervish, you know. Um, uh, when you see, uh, you know, various characters on screen, you get this impression of them, which is their screen persona, if you like. Behind the scenes, we're all kind of kind of ordinary people. We are, I mean, as it happens, we all get on well. You know, we're good friends. So, I mean, the likes of, of Lynn and Kathy, I mean, I would have worked with many a time over the years. We would know each other well from other stuff. So, you know, it's very easy to be in each other's company because we know we're all friends, we like each other, and it's relaxed, you know. And, and Tommy's, uh, Tommy's actually much quieter, more self-contained than you might imagine from, you know, That's his stand That's because he's picked on so much. But, 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 he's, <laughs> <laughs> but he's always got that sort of like wee bit of devilment and that sort of like twinkle in his eye. And yeah. you, know he's, he, you know he's going to some, come up with something that's going to split your sides. But, you know, you don't necessarily always see it coming, you know what I mean? So, and, and Kevin, of course, is very funny. I mean, I sadly, I don't think I've ever seen Kevin do stand-up. And I would love to. I think he's I doing. Think, he's doing some upcoming gigs. Well, so. if he is, I make sure I know because yeah. I have to go and see Kevin doing stand up. I've seen him. Very, I've seen him do stand up before. He's, he's hilarious. Just very funny. He's just so droll. Yeah. You know, it's hilarious. But I mean, as I say, we're we're a family. I mean, Peter Campion, uh, you know, Father Peter. Uh, well, he's now Art Campion, I think. But Father Peter, I mean. Uh, I worked with him several times in recent years. I've actually worked with him on, on two or three things, you know. Uh, and he's a lovely man, you know. So it's, it's just, it, it, it's very easy because most of us, to some degree, we had become familiars. And obviously by the time we got to season three, it's like we all know each other, you know. It's a very uh, positive environment. You know you're doing material that you all enjoy. Uh, you know you're working with a crew that will work their socks off the crew, and this has been great. Did you pinch um, anything from set? <laughs> no, pinch, no? pinch, no. <laughs> take, um, take. I did ask for two things. One, because it's sort of iconic, was Grandad Joe's hat. Okay. And two, if I get a comfortable pair of shoes, I'm always very, uh, you know, when they send me, I sort of, you know, what you, they ask for your costume details. I always say, look, I need a size 10, white foot. I've got awkward feet. So if I get a pair of comfortable shoes, I always say, is any chance I might be able to take the shoes with me? You know what I mean? <laughs> What about the Liam Neeson episode? You didn't get to work with Liam, did you? No, I mean, uh, I've known Liam from a long time back. Yeah, you did. You were in Lamb and Michael that's Collins. Right, that's yeah. right. I mean, we have worked together a couple of times. It was a shame come the day that um, you know I didn't happen to be on set. Um, but um, he's down filming in Killy Beggs at the moment, and who knows? I'm ho hoping that perhaps before he disappears, might might bump into him so we see but uh, it was lovely to have him on and, and look at the impact that it had I mean totally. it's amazing and of course it helped set up the whole series you know when you have somebody like Liam turning up you know in season one you know and that image of him in the the montage at the yeah. end I mean you talk about a, a picture paints a thousand words I mean that was such a striking poignant image of, yeah. of Liam as the the RUC man you know, gravely 
considering yes. um, his decision. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was that was. No, brilliant. I mean, I have to say, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew they'd filmed Liam for the first scene or the first uh, episode. I didn't realize that they had that planned or that it was even in the script. So it was a complete shock to me whenever he turned up in the voting booth, but I thought it was a great idea. And, uh, well, it's another one of those standout images because, oh, A, it's him, and B, it's the policeman struggling with the decision that he has to make, you know, because of the history of what's been before, and it's obviously a difficult decision, you know. Um, so, I you know, it was fascinating, that. And it was great to see it. What was your own personal favourite um, episode from the three series? I, I do think it's hard to look past the very last one. I really do. Uh, I mean, I, I think uh, it was a really special episode. That I liked. I really liked uh, episode two and the the, the lead into episode two, which is when the plumbing is broken down and uh, and Aunt Sarah has her meltdown. And there's like ten of us in there, um, and the kids come barging in at a certain point. It's and the hot plumber. <laughs> yeah, and the hot plumber. It's actually, it's brilliantly shot. I mean, it's a really complex scene, but it's brilliantly shot. I thought that was just, in terms of what I knew was entailed, I looked at that and I thought, you know, that's really great. That's a fantastic sort of intro to that particular episode, you know. But I have a lot of favourites going back. I mean, I I loved the one in, in the first season where, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're caught in the orange parade and... You know, we have to get out of Derry, and then the young lads find in the boot, and <laughs> yeah. and and Jerry's putting on his Australian accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is hard to pick. I guess you it's know, like you know choosing uh, a favourite uh, child, uh, isn't it? And then yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know, certain certain things become sort of like known. Then I mean, on the, from that particular episode, it was the the punt purse. Another episode, of course, there was all all about the cream horn and the cream finger, you know, and, and I mean, apparently... And the apple a, a, turnover. Yeah, <laughs> apparently at one point they were talking about, you know, a new beer coming out in Derry and were they going to call it the punt purse or were they going to call it the cream horn or whatever, you know, so... <laughs> Do people recognise you in the street? Do they shout things at you, like, winking at your age, I feel sick? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, I mean, this particular... Uh, uh, right now, I have shaved off the beard for something else that I'm doing. I haven't actually, recently in the last few weeks, bumped into that many people who said to me, oh, you're Grandad Joe, whereas, you know, go back a, a year or so with the beard, people say, ah, Grandad oh, Joe, you know. So it's interesting, it you is, know, the, 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 not having the beard. I seem to be able to travel around fairly anonymously at the moment, you know. Oh, I don't think that'll be for long. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what is next then for you, Ian? Well, the reason I don't have the beard is because of what I'm shooting at the moment. I'm playing a Tory Toff, a <laughs> Westminster uh, Lord okay. uh, uh, in, in a series that's called Unforgotten. Oh, yeah. Now, that's yeah. quite a popular series where... With Sinead Keenan, she's taken she, over she, from Sinead Nicola Walker. Sinead has over from Nicola yeah. Walker. Exactly. Brilliant show. Yeah, and that's, you know, a cold case crime. So I'm enjoying that. I'm still, I'm, I'm to and fro, it's been shot mostly in London. And all being well, I would imagine that will go out in the autumn. Yeah, and that's another fantastic series, to be, series with. to be involved with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've been very lucky, you know, with yeah. with the the choice of roles that, yeah. that, that you've had. Um, a very prolific career. I mean, you've been in just about <laughs> every show on, on television, Cool Feet, yes, yeah, Corey, yeah, The Tudors, yeah. Bloodlands. Um, no, a, a bit of a bad penny. I keep cropping up. I mean, somebody, <laughs> I, 
I actually thought it was one of my children probably sort of taking the mickey, but uh, whenever the first Bloodlands went out, uh, I saw a, a tweet somewhere which said something like, I'm glad to see that, um, uh, you know, the Good Friday Agreement uh, statement that Ian McElhinney should appear in yet another television series has, <laughs> has, has been accomplished or something to that effect. You know what I mean? Like, I think I <laughs> saw I thought, that. That's one, that's one of my kids, <laughs> but it wasn't one of my kids. Apparently it was A and other, whoever <laughs> the A and other. And I have to ask you this before yeah. I let you go. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware, you probably are, but you're very much, or Grand Joe yeah. is a heartthrob. <laughs> no, I, I would I would use the language that Michelle Mallon would use, but I don't think I'd be allowed to get away with that. But I saw so many women posting on social media mm. about Grand Joe. And yeah. I mean, I've got one here. Um, someone tweeted, anyone else think Grand Joe is extremely fit? Or are my repressed daddy <laughs> issues kicking in? And another wrote, Grand Joe is a fitty. So how, how do you feel <coughs> about that, Ian? Well, it's very flattering at this stage of life to sort of like have people sort of like think of you in that way because um, you kind of assume that that's all history. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so, no, no, I'm not averse to that at all. If, if people think that, you know, well and good, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with them, you know. <laughs> we all love Granda Joe. And tell me finally, will, will you miss him? Will you miss oh, the absolutely. show? Oh, absolutely. I will. I mean, I'll, I'll miss Lisa's writing. I mean, you know, I, I love playing the character. I loved the whole show. And, um, you know, I think from our point of view here, when I say ours, I mean, you know, here in, in the north, it's really kind of put us out there in such a positive way, not just, you know, here in terms of, you know, Ireland as a whole or, uh, you know, or, or Britain. I mean, just around the world because the show has, has been picked up in various places all over the world. I just think it's really nice to have something coming out from here that has been so positive and... Uh, and just, you know, a well-made, popular show. It's a credit to, you know, everyone who is involved in it. I think, uh, you know, obviously, the writing's brilliant. I think Michael's done a fantastic job on the Michael Lennox, shooting the of director, it. Yeah, because yeah. it's a very difficult show to shoot because mm -hmm. so many scenes involve 10 people, you know, and, and they all have dialogue. So then you have to make sure that you're covering everybody. So camera angles and how you sort of, like, organize your set so you can get to all the people you need to get to. It's, it, it's a massive piece of engineering in a way. And um, I thought it was brilliantly done, you know. Well, well done to everyone involved. Mm. We all loved it. And long, long live, long live the Derry Girls. And maybe, maybe one day we'll see you back on screen with Uncle Colm and, and Jerry uh, you, Quinn. You and never know, you never know. <laughs> and but, you'll be nicer uh, I mean, to poor old Jerry. <laughs> I wouldn't bank on that. <laughs> Nor would I. <laughs> So this episode of The Bell Tale was presented by myself, Maureen Coleman, and produced by Garrett Mulhall. The sound design was by Graham Davidson and the clips were from Channel 4. When you get an Irish independent digital subscription, you don't just get access to the news at your fingertips. For a limited time, you'll also receive a €75 O'Neill's gift card. So what are you waiting for? Get the whole kit and caboodle. Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish Independent. Terms and conditions apply.